The following message from Bible teacher and pastor Jim Crabb is brought to you by Imago Day Christian Fellowship in Westchester, Ohio. I'm in, we're just going to keep you for a few minutes today. Luke chapter 24. Luke was a, in the, in, in the scripture, Luke was a, what did he do for a living? Somebody tell me. Physician. He was a doctor. He was a physician. But I think Luke got touched by the hand of the Holy Spirit. Huh? I, Sarah and I, our doctor, our family doctor, has become my friend. He's, he's our friend. And Sarah gets mad because when she goes to see him about something, he just wants to talk. He, he's talking about me and asking about me. And he, the, he took us to dinner. And, but, but it's awesome that he's a doctor, but he knows there's some things that he can't fix. Huh? Yes, he does. That's good. I'm glad I just gave a leg kick there because I've been battling a hamstring problem. I really have. And I, I believe the healing power of God hit me right there while I kicked my leg. I've been really having a, a hamstring issue when I'm trying to run and mess with me. So thank God I, I got healed today. But anyway, there, there are things, thank God, that doctors, the right ones, they know their, they know their place. And they got to give in to it. And that's what Luke was. He was a doctor, but he wasn't fixing everything that was ailing everybody. Sometimes it takes somebody with the oil and the wine of the Holy Spirit to minister the grace of God. The doctors do their part. And uh, Brother Luke became a follower and a disciple of Jesus. And in Luke chapter 24... It says, now, in my Bible, there's no heading here that says, use only this chapter during Easter. Huh? It's amazing. We, we, leave, we leave off certain chapters all through the year. They're not just, they're not just for Easter time or, you know, the, the story of the advent, Christ's coming, the birth of Jesus. Huh? These things work all the time. Amen. And so in Luke 24, here's what the scripture says. We're just going to, we're going to read what the doctor said today. Dr. Luke. He said, now on the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they came to the sepulcher and they brought the spices which they prepared and certain others with them. So they came, the, the sisters were coming to anoint the dead body of Jesus. Huh? I don't know why you came to church today, but we didn't come to, to, to put some perfume on God and make him smell better to us. We, we, that's not why we came. Amen. But that's all they knew to do. They were just trying to honor Jesus there because they knew he did die, and he really did. He died for, for them. But, it, but when they got there, how many, how many have ever felt this way in Christ? 
you got more than you bargained for. I thought I was going to go just pour a little perfume and wrap Jesus' body up and that was what, what was going to happen at church today. Huh? Huh. But it says in verse 2, but they found the stone, the stone that was rolled over the, the burial place of Jesus. And they found the stone roll, already rolled away from the sepulcher. How many know the stone got rolled away a long time ago? Huh? That tomb wasn't big enough to keep Jesus in it. And they entered in, and, and I love this verse, and they found not the body of Jesus. What it says is, what he's saying is they didn't find the dead body of Jesus like it was when they crucified him. It was beaten, it was bloodied, it was, he was brutally massacred on that cross, man. But they didn't find him like that. The body of Jesus was not there. Huh? I think, I think some of the church has forgotten that reality. Jesus is, Jesus died, but he's not still dead. He's alive today. I said he's alive this morning. He's alive today. He's taken drug addicts and alcoholics and sinners like all of us. He's taken people that used to chase money and fame and fortune. And he's, and he's captured their heart. And he's given them a brand new heart. That Jesus is alive. He's healing bodies this morning. He's fixing marriages this morning. He's helping people by the grace of God. He's helping you through your darkest times. He's alive today. Amen. See, Sister Paige just did, just, you know, we buried her dad a week ago Friday. And he died suddenly, and she, this was a, this was one daddy's girl here, right here, man. And her dad loved her very much. But I'm so grateful, Paige, that we don't just have a little perfume to put on your situation to make it smell a little better, but he's still dead. Huh? We want to thank God that we have more than that to give you, to offer you, and to tell you the Jesus that raised from the dead is the living Jesus that is going to minister to you and get you through this dark time. He's alive. Shout out loud, he's alive. Say out loud, the tomb is empty. He is not dead. He's risen. That's why I believe in a lively church. Because we, we, we don't have some folks, you go to, go to church with them, I mean, it's, it's more quiet than a, than a funeral might be. I like to go to a church that understands he's not in that tomb anymore. He got raised from the dead. And, and besides that, when he raised from the dead, when I put faith in him and you put faith in him, he raised you from the dead also. What are you talking about? What's wrong with me? Man, I got raised from the dead. Didn't we, Pastor? That's what Pastor Josh said. We got raised from the dead. I once was, you know, the Bible tells the story of the blind man. 
They brought him to Jesus and said, what, 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 to the Pharisees and said, what about this? And the guy said, I don't know. All I know is once I was blind, but now I see because Jesus healed him. But we got something better now. It's not just our physical eyeballs that got better. My heart got eternal life. And I got a brand new spirit. Down on the inside the day I got saved. Hallelujah. And they entered in and found not the body of Jesus. Verse 4. And it came to pass as they were much perplexed thereabout. You know, I love love it when folks have never been in a spirit-filled church come in. Huh? They got this. You remember, don't you, Jim House? Huh? You know, they, they've got a Bible thing happening to them. They look perplexed. Huh? They don't know. They don't, they don't know. They, they want to almost ask somebody, but they're scared to. Is this okay? Are, is it like this all the time? Now we apologize. It's usually worse than this. It's even usually even a little more lively. We're having a rough day, but we're going to get through it because the pastor's helping us with the scripture today. Hallelujah. (laughs) They were much perplexed thereabout, and behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. And as they were afraid, they bowed down their faces to the earth, and they said to them, why do you seek the living? This is the two men in the shining garments saying to the people that came to the sepulcher, why are you looking for the living among the dead? Huh? You know what happens when the living, when you, when you get alive? If you were in that grave, you come out of that grave. You're not dead anymore. So the living aren't hanging around the dead. Ha! That's why when I found out, I mean it, man. When I found about, when I got saved and I found out when the, the first time I walked in a spirit-filled church back in 1973, it was I was saved two weeks and somehow walked into Tri-County Assembly of God. Man, I'm telling you, I'd never seen anything like that, heard anything like that. I didn't know, I, I didn't know what to think, but I, I felt the love of God. I saw the power of God. And I recognized, man, oh man, this is, this is the kind of people I'm going to hang out with for the rest of my life. I've had a lot of temptations in my life. Have you? You had a couple? Huh? Maybe during this service you've had a few, but you might be tempted right now that I'd hurry up and get to the end of this, but don't don't do it. I promise, don't do it. Don't fall into it. <laughs> hey, it's not gonna work. And we, anyway. Huh? I said, those are the kind of people, you know why? Because the 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 church I grew up in was I'm serious, it was a flat, dead, quiet, nobody praised, 
The preacher didn't really say much. Huh? Most of the people were just fighting to stay awake. There was no joy. There was no life-giving force. There was no hope-filled fountain that was flowing out of the Word of God that day they, because they didn't, they didn't understand all that. But when I got around the Spirit-filled people, and I found out I'm going to stay around the people that know that Christ is not dead, that Christ is alive. Those people, you know what I learned about them? They got hope against the most hopeless situations because he's not in the grave anymore. He's already, he's risen from the dead. He's, he's and that, that living Jesus, he'll mess with, with, with rough situations. And he'll get, get you through for the glory of God. I said, I'm staying with the spirit-filled folks that do that weird thing where they pray in tongues. Pray in the spirit. They're baptized in the Holy Spirit. I say this. I don't, I've known people that have gone, gotten spirit-filled and then they go back. I... I've ne that's what I started to say about my temptation. I've never, I've been tempted with a lot of stuff, but I've never been tempted to give up on the Holy Spirit and the miracle working power of God and the, and the, and the, and the, and the, the lively Jesus. I think we got a, just a different concept sometimes, man, because we serve a lively Jesus. He's lively. He's lively. When I get around him, I feel life. When I get near him, when I talk to him, I, I feel something on the inside of me. I, I, I say, God, I, I, I feel your presence. That's why, it's, it, you know, I might look like composed and stuff over here, but when I'm in his presence, I am never composed. Remember our friend... I tell this every once in a while. Our friend that used to preach for us years ago, Bishop Wilson. Bishop Quander Wilson was his name. Brother Wilson was in his 80s when we found him. And he was a preaching absolute machine. And Bishop Wilson would every once in a while, because he, he, was, he was in the lively crowd. And Bishop Wilson would talk about what Jesus has done for him. And he would say, excuse me for a minute. I'm about to have a spizzerankdom. <laughs> and he'd set off dancing and having a, just having a time. Man. I think we need a few more spizzerankdoms around here. Shout at your neighbor. You need a good old-fashioned spizzerankdom. That's exactly what you need. Huh? All right. I pray right now that the, the quietest ones in this room, a spizzerankdom's going to hit you. Huh? You. The, the most cool, calm. Huh? Now, when, you know, most people, they, they know I, I'm subject to a spizzerankdom all the time. At any given moment. Huh? 
I thought I was going to have one on your testimony. I could have if I had just let myself go. But my heart wasn't in open space yet on that, so I, did, I didn't do it. But I wanted to. Huh? I'm subject to a spizzerankdom at any moment, but Sarah, people meet Sarah and say, oh, she's just calm. And listen, I've, listen, I don't think I've got video of it, but I've seen a spizzerankdom hit Sister Sarah. Huh? Boy, I, I'm excited to see what's coming in Sarah's life because she sang the song that Taylor led us in. She sang Open Spaces. So if a spizzerankdom comes on her, she's going to have to get up and let her go. Somebody shout out loud, let it go. Let it go. I'm not just preaching some motivational truth today. I'm telling you about a living Jesus that still heals sick people, that still raises the dead, that gives hope in every circumstances. I read my Bible. He is not in the tomb any longer. He's risen. He's not here. Huh? I don't know if you go to this church or not, but, it, but wherever you go to church, make sure you're not looking for the living among the dead. How many have ever been to that other, the dead church? Huh? That's why I'm never going to give you any reason to believe you're still in it. Woo! Hallelujah! Spizzerankton! Huh? Some of y'all need to let her go. Just let it loose. Let her fly. As is one of the Toye will tell you and the team that went with us to Africa. That's one of the reasons I, 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 I got to get to Africa as much as I can. Because, man, I'm telling you what, we had, a, we had, had multiple spizzerankdoms in Africa, didn't we, Toye? It was awesome. We were preaching on a Sunday morning at Bishop Amon's church. The, there was a, it was a dirt floor, had walls, like a few block walls just up on the side. But man, that place was packed, and it wasn't any big fancy building or, you know, light show or anything else. But I'm telling you, they, I guarantee you, man, they got hold of an electric wire, man, in, in that church. And we danced and shouted. We spun in circles. Amen. It's awesome. And, and, and I mean it, man. I'm believing God. He, he's going he's gonna to get on you about this. He's going to mess with you. Hmm? We ought to take a vote on who, who, you, who more than anybody in the room you want to see have a spizzerankum. Huh? Sue, just I'm going to tell on him. He was pointing at you. Gary was over your head there. Wait a minute. I wait. She's ready wait. to go. Huh? She's ready to go. She is. I know. Yeah. I listen. Now Sue is. She's like Sarah. Her their 
demeanor is like that. I've seen her have a spiritual anger. Hmm? Huh. Shout a name out, somebody in this room you'd love to see have a spiritual Julie! <laughs> <laughs> They're married, so that's exactly I know of that. A duet, man, I know. <laughs> Praise God. The Spizzerantum Choir coming to Imago Day. Couple more verses here. Huh. Verse 6. They said, He's not here, but is risen. Remember how he spoke to you when he was yet in Galilee, saying the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men, be crucified, and on the third day he was going to rise again. Now, the third day resurrection should not have been a shock to anybody, the disciples, man, because he told them all the time. He said, I, I gotta, I'm coming because my mission is to come and to die. I'm going to be crucified by wicked men, but I'm not going to stay risen on the... And he told them which day it was going to happen. Now, Jesus hadn't told us which day Sarah's going to have a spizzerantum or something, but, but, but it's coming. I know that. Huh. I don't know if having a spizzerantum will make you even an even better kisser or not, but I get me. You doubt it? No. Get rid of that doubt right there. I was looking for a little electric stuff happening here. Huh? Seriously, some of y'all in your marriages, you need that. You need that electric kiss back. Huh? We better get back to the tomb and the resurrection. Here's verse 8. <laughs> and they, then they remembered his words. So what they should have been doing is they should have had an all-night prayer meeting. Knowing. On the third day, he's, he, they killed him, but he's coming back out again. They killed him. It's almost the third day. Come on. We're going to have a church dinner around the, you know, where he's buried, and we're going to pray and sing hymns, and we're going to be here when he raises from the dead for the glory of God. And then they remembered his words and returned from the sepulcher and told all these things to the eleven and all the rest. It was Mary Magdalene and Joanna, the mother of James, and other women that were with them, which told these things to the apostles. Isn't that amazing? That the apostles, you know what? They should have been down there. Huh? But they stayed home from church that day. Huh? Because they'd forgotten his words. On the third day, I'm going to rise again. Huh. And, 
Look at verse 11. This is a scary verse here. We'll get on this and get right off of it. And their words, in other words, the people telling that Jesus is risen, their words seemed to them as idle tales, and they believed them not. I want to tell you today that Christ being raised from the dead and being alive and being working in people's lives, that's not an idle tale. That's not an idle tale, man. That's not just some fable or hopeful story we read, you know, at Easter time. It's a reality. But the, the, the apostles... And the disciples, they, they heard the words of the, the people that had been to the sepulcher and their words just seemed to them like I, that's what, I don't know, maybe that's what's the matter when we're preaching, Pastor Josh, and people just kind of look at you like, because they think what we're talking about is just some motivational tactic. I want you to know today that Christ, and his work in your life is not just a motivational inspiration. That there is a living God today. It's not an, it's not an idle tale for me to tell. I feel the power of God. Woo! It's not some motivational tale. It's a living reality. You get that out of your mind that this is an idle tale. It's going to happen to you. It's going to happen through you. And it's going to happen for you. Somebody shout amen. amen. Say out loud, it is not an idle tale. Say it one more time. It is not an idle tale. In the name of Jesus. It's going to happen for me. The living Jesus is getting ready to take over your life. Amen. I got to put this down because this is hot today. Whew. Man, that, that thing's on fire today. Isn't it? Huh? Let's stand up. Here's the first miracle you've seen all day. I'm done. Hallelujah. No, that's not the truth. I'm not done. I'm just finished for right now. Somebody say amen. Come on, praise team. Whoa, the Lord is good. Oh, he's a living Jesus. He's alive. He's alive. He's resurrected. He's still working. He's still giving joy. He's still baptizing people in the Holy Spirit. He's still casting out devils. He's still healing the sick. He's still at work in the earth for the glory of God. And I'm telling you today, He's at work on the inside of you. Let's put our hands up one more time. And let's begin to just worship the Lord for a moment. I feel the Holy Spirit calling some people. 
I feel the Spirit of God speaking to hearts today about the living Christ. Some folks have, you know, they, they started being around the, the lively folks. But by and by, they just, they lost their zeal and fire for the miracle-working Jesus. I was made for the miraculous. I was made for the Spirit-filled life. I was made for the living Jesus. If you're here today and, and you have let go of knowing that the living Jesus is working in your life today, we're going to just pray and we'll be done here. But you grab hold of this thing and get something from heaven today for the glory of God. One more time. You don't have to scream it or shout it, but just say it. He's risen. He's not in the tomb anymore. When I go through a bad day, a dark time, I, my mind goes back to that reality. He's risen. We trust you enjoyed this message. For more information about Pastor Jim Crabb and Imago Day, please visit our website at imagodeicincy.com. I-M-A-G-O-D-E-I-C-I-N-C-Y.com.